0: but just to be able to have people you can call up and say, what do you think about blah, blah, blah? And we can just brainstorm some ideas. Women just seem so generous with what they're willing to share and how they're willing to help each other. And I just love that about the industry.
1: Welcome to the Wear Wag Repute podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I am talking with Julie Holmes of Unique Pet Care. Julie's company creates solutions for cleaning pet stains and odors in your home. She talked to me about how important it is to use the right words to communicate with pet parents in her target audience. Think tinkle instead of urine. (laughs) Of course, we also talk about the formulas themselves and why it's important to have a cleanup solution with bacteria, not just enzymes. This is the good bacteria that will clean up a mess and keep working until it leaves nothing behind. Besides talking about tinkle, poop, and puke, (laughs) we also managed to talk about business. Julie is a big believer in networking within industry groups. She recommends that you find a group within your niche or get involved in groups that help with a specific thing like SEO or manufacturing. You don't always have to go to the big events and trade shows. Sometimes the more specific and small events are actually way better. And although I have known Julie through email for quite a while, we did actually get to meet in person this summer, and I completely agree that the relationships you form in person really can't be replaced 100% on Zoom. I hope that you enjoy this interview and use it as inspiration to research some small in-person events that you can attend to network for your business in the new year. 2023 is coming up very, very soon. Julie Holmes has been an integral part of Unique Pet Care since its inception in 1995. Her love for a diverse array of pets has allowed Julie to be on the forefront of the pet industry for decades. Through industry groups such as Women in the Pet Industry, which is sadly now defunct, Julie has created a strong network of colleagues and friends in the pet industry. At Unique Pet Care, she continues to work to create the best products for cleaning pet stains and odors. She lives in the foothills of Colorado with two dogs, a cat, thirty-five chickens, and two peacocks. <laughs> Hi, Julie. Hi, Tori. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. Um, we recently got to meet over the summer, yes. uh, and I and I just was like, you have to come on because you know we have so much to talk about.
0: Well, glad to be here. It was great to meet you in person.
1: Why don't we get started? Um, if you want to kind of share with us, you've been in the pet industry for a long time, um, but what inspired you to to start working in the pet industry and I guess maybe to like stick with it all this time?
0: Okay, so it started out um, it, as a family business and my, my father started it and it was four pet stains in apartments. And so that's how it started. And then I've been on the ground floor from the get go. And since my passion is pets, um, which I have a variety now, but I've had llamas, I've had sheep, I've had all kinds of other crazy things. um, It just, it's been a natural fit for me to be in this industry. And, and I love the people. I love the energy of the pet industry.
1: And do you think that it has changed a whole lot since 1995?
0: You know, we didn't go to as many shows as as we do, as I do now. Um, it's still there's there. I feel like a lot of the high positions tend to be more male than female. But um, I feel like we're getting in there and getting our taking our space out. So, yes, uh, we are changing it. Yes, we're, absolutely. We're, we're clawing our way up. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. And 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 well needed because if everybody looks at their demographics, who are their customers? T- tends to be women.
1: Yeah. And you know, just purchasing deciders in most households are women in general. Um, exactly. And, yeah. And
0: especially and, my, and especially my industry, cleaning, who does that usually fall to?
1: <laughs> yes. So speaking of cleaning, tell us about the products that you make at Unique Pet Care, because they are unique. (laughs) They are. Thank you.
0: Um, So ours are bacteria-based. And in the pet industry, you hear the term enzymes all the time. And enzymes are fabulous. They break down organic waste. But the benefit of having a bacteria is it creates its own enzyme, the enzyme breaks it down small enough for the bacteria to eat and turns it into water and carbon dioxide and it goes away. So it's a permanent solution when you use bacteria and it reproduces itself. So instead of having, say if you had a bottle of enzymes and there's a million in there, you have a million enzymes. If when you have bacteria, you have unlimited because about every 20 to 40 minutes, they double in population. So if you start with a 1000000 Then you've got 2 million, then you've got 4 million and they just go to work. And I always, for me, the easiest analogy is think of Pac-Man. Remember the old Pac-Man game? And they just keep, they keep eating and eating. And then they, there's more of them and more of them. And that's exactly what happens. And then when there's no food source, which is urine, feces, vomit, um, spill a glass of wine, all that will get cleaned up. And then the bacteria just goes away and it doesn't leave anything in your carpet. It it leaves it clean.
1: Yeah. That's so interesting. I guess I had never really thought about bacteria and enzymes being two separate things because you're right. Almost everything just screams enzymes at you as like the main way to clean everything.
0: Well, and I think part of that may come from just marketing. So when we started this almost 30 years ago, when people said bacteria, like it was scary, it was, and you'd say non pathogenic, that meant nothing to anyone in the world. And so now we can say, okay, you know, when you drink kombucha, you know, that stringy thing in there, that's the magic. And that you will see in our product if it was in a clear bottle for years, we had it in a clear bottle and people were like, Ooh, there's stuff in there. (laughs) So it's, you know, I, it's fascinating to me how it's changed over time. Now people get that. And we say probiotics constantly. We feed our dogs, probiotics. We take probiotics. This is a probiotic.
1: Right. So, um, should people just pour kombucha (laughs) when their (laughs) dog has an accident? I think it might be sticky if
0: you did. I think there's a lot of sugar that comes in kombucha. I think there is.
1: I was looking at making your own kombucha and I think it's a lot of sugar. Um, so so we'll stick with the correct products. Um, but I I guess like part of the challenge like you were just saying is the communication of it all and, and people not really understanding the science. You have to kind of like dumb it down really for everyone to get it. I mean, no respect intended, but you know, for people to get stuff, we got to dumb it down. Um, so how do you, how do you kind of work that into the marketing of the products? Like, you know, do you kind of turn into some fun things or how do you get people interested in talking about this?
0: Well, it's, we do, I say we have fun talking about poop and pee all day long because <laughs> it's what we do. Um, Cause we have other divisions. So we also talk about RVs and poop and pee in there and septics and drains so it's like it is the topic of conversation and nothing is too gross or out of bounds at our offices it's just what we have to it's our life so um so we have fun with it that's why we came up with the tagline we tackle tinkle because it it just makes it fun but people like when you say we tackle tinkle they're like oh I get what you do Mm -hmm. it's it's super easy and then we can add and it does a whole lot more but there are people that like the science side of it so we try and always have that on the website because you will get people that they really want to know what the heck they're putting on their floor what's going to be around their animals and their kids and in their environment they want to know so we have the whole scientific side which can explain that with the probiotics and everything. So we kind of we have fun both sides.
1: I, I like it a lot. I like um the word tinkle is like the perfect word because it's so innocent and friendly and funny. <laughs> Uh, and it's so much better than, you know, I, I've, I saw another brand recently that I, I really love their product, but they use the word vomit all the time. And I'm like, it's just unpleasant to say.
0: <laughs> it is. I know that's one of those words you're like, Ugh. um, yeah, yeah. There's certain ways to say it. And we play with that all the time. You know, do, do we want it to be cuter or funnier, but you know, we also want it to work for everybody and, and them to understand what the products really, you know, what it can clean and what it can do. Um, but yeah, it is not fun subjects.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I think the most common place that pet parents are thinking of cleaning is carpet or wood floor or tile floor or a couch maybe, or bedding. Um, but you guys also make all kinds of other products you have laundry additive and uh, a spray that you can use outside on your lawn or bushes. Yeah, turf. Turf. yeah. Um. Tell us a little bit about you know expanding beyond just cleaning carpets, basically.
0: Yeah. So the pet bed. So we have a pet bed cleaner. So it can be used as just you straight spray it on wipe it off. Or if you have the kind that can unzip, you unzip it, put it in the washing machine, and you take this spray top off and pour it directly in your washing machine as as um detergent. And then it doesn't have a lot of perfumes that that affect your dog or cat, because you know it works for cats too, um, but it gets rid of that. And that one came about i fed i had a mastiff and he ate raw bones and he always took them to his dog bone so picture mastiff with lots of drool and then a raw bone and it was not a pretty sight and not very sanitary so <laughs> that's i'm like this is going to work this is and it it was a great way to clean that cuz yeah, i didn't want to have to wash the thing every day or every other day i thought it's going to take apart this giant and that this bed was a giant. I mean, he was a 130 pound dog, so it was a big bed. So, right. um, it you was couldn't great wash to... it
1: every single day, but you can exactly. kind of spray it down.
0: Yeah. And then the turf is you can spray it outdoors. It hooks up to your hose and it dilutes it perfectly. And you just spray it. You can spray it on turf, grass, um, rocks. We have, I have kind of gravel in my dog run. Actually, I have a tree in my dog run. I have two male dogs. So we have a hiking contest there. And the tree actually will get almost black from urine. And so I'll go out and spray that down. And then we have container gardens in our backyard with pretty flowers in them. And with two male dogs, again, they go back there and they have to mark those. So I have to spray those down so I can sit on my patio and not smell urine. I can just enjoy my flowers.
1: So it kind of the that spray for outside because I've been using that. um, I have a uh, like a boxwood hedge in front of my house, and I've got a pretty moderately busy sidewalk with lots of people walking their dogs. And I started to notice a dead patch in the hedge uh, from dogs. I know they're stopping and just having a little tinkle on my on my hedges. Um, And so I started spraying that. And um, this year I haven't had any dead spots because I think it just gets rid of the smell so that they don't want to remark over it. Is that kind of the attention? It
0: is, but it's actually cleaning that urine off there. And sometimes it will even help some grasses and things kind of oxygenate a little bit better. So there's, there's some science behind that too. Yeah. So there's how it cleans. Yeah.
1: Good. Well, I've, I have been enjoying that personally. <laughs> it's I'm good. So if, you, glad. If, you, if you live in an area that has a lot of people walking around and walking their dogs You see all these signs, which I just hate, that people put in their yard that just says, like, it's a picture of a dog pooping with, like, a big red over it and just no poo or pee. And I'm like, okay, you don't want dogs pooping or peeing, but you'd rather have a sign of a dog, like, taking an S-H-I-T in your yard, um, like – I don't know. That seems kind of unattractive and unappealing <laughs> to me too.
0: <laughs> that's kind of funny. I never thought of it that way, but absolutely, because I, I know
1: exactly
0: what your. It has a little sharp point. You just jam yeah. it in your grass, and yeah.
1: And ironically, it's a little raised thing that's very tempting to pee on. <laughs> <laughs> you know dogs have so your dog smells it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. So you know, maybe for the people who are frustrated in putting up those little signs they might want to try, you know, your, your lawn or turf. It's a spray, right? Even though. It yeah. Hooks up. Yeah.
0: It hooks right onto the hose. Mm-hmm. Then you refill with gallons. It's also great for people that, um, if you have like a dog daycare or some mm-hmm. pet rescues use it. So it just cause you can use it on concrete or anything and it just keeps everything smelling fresh.
1: Yeah. That seems like it would be even good for, um, like commercial areas that are really dog friendly, Um, you know, that you don't want it smelling like dog pee, even though there's lots of dogs around.
0: Yeah. A lot of apartment complexes now have their own dog park or Mm -hmm. dog walk area or RV parks do too. Cause you know, think how many people travel in their RVs now and bring their pets. And so we've got some RV parks using it.
1: Oh my God. And airports too. I, I had the opportunity to fly with Lucy once you know round trip but we tried to go to the dog potty area at one of the airports and you could smell it like before you even open the door (laughs) oh gosh um they definitely need it in there (laughs) um okay so we i think we've covered the poo and pee topic (laughs) So, (laughs) so why don't we kind of shift gears here a little bit um and and talk about networking um which is i know a total shift of topics but um this is something that you're really passionate about is having this network uh, and community of of people in the pet industry, but maybe specifically women in the pet industry. Um, so why is that so important to you? And, and, and I guess, what do you think is unique about women in the pet industry?
0: Um, so, and, and we use the term women in the pet industry, there, there used to be a group called women in the pet industry, and I'm so sad that it's gone now, but I, because some of my closest friends in the industry. That's how I met them. And what I think is fascinating about women is they're just, they just want to help each other. It's, we're not competing. We're not battling one another. It's like, oh, that works for you. How about this? And, you know, it's just, we share ideas, we share concepts. Um, And how I've done that over the years, since they we don't have women in the pet industry anymore is I have stayed close to many of those women that I have met and we, we have helped each other with businesses, um, putting different things on our website or people I know there will call me if they, they need a product like mine on their website or something like that. Um, but just to be able to have people you can call up and say, what do you think about blah, blah, blah. And we can just brainstorm some ideas. Women just seem so generous with what they're willing to share and how they're willing to help each other. And I just love that about the industry. And I feel like in our industry, especially because there's people got into this usually because there's some passion, like my dog couldn't have this thing. So I created a dog treat for it or, you know, just you hear those stories over and over and over. So people are coming at business in, in a passionate way rather than, and, you know, how are we going to go out and make us million dollars? And, and I love when they do make millions of dollars. It, it's just fun for all of us, but that's not their first intention. They're, you know, most of them are problem solvers. And that's what I consider myself. I'm a problem solver. And so, I like to help people with problems way beyond their their dogs and cats messes, but just other fun things, you know, sharing ideas, sharing concepts. Um, And I have found where I've got a group of women that there's four of us and we just do a mastermind and we call each other every couple weeks and we have time and we each talk about what's going on and help each other out. And it's it's fabulous for all of us. it just helps each and every one of us,
1: yeah, I love those chances to collaborate and and I think that there's just there's plenty to go around and I think some some people who don't really get it <laughs> you know get the whole collaborative thing uh it is usually because because they've come into this they want they only want to make money, they're not really interested in helping people or pets or don't have the passion behind it. And so they're just scared someone's going to steal their customers or their money. And they're not always interested in 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 collaborating in that way. But there's plenty to go around. There are more pet parents than ever before <laughs> in the United States.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and like groups like yours, your Wagwear Repeat Society, I mean, you're just there for each other. And sometimes you're just having a bad day. And you're like, is this worth it? And you can post something and somebody's like, Hey, what you're doing is fabulous, you know, and just sometimes you just need a boost. And it's, I think women are wonderful and they're really generous with, with boosting each other up, which I, you can't beat that.
1: I I do love sometimes in my society group, um, we'll have calls where we have some kind of agenda and we just don't stick to the agenda. We just end up talking about whatever, maybe someone is crying because they're so stressed out by something and we're there for them. That's fine. You can do that. And and no one is going to ever judge or, um, you know, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a safe place, (laughs) um, for everyone. And you feel like you can be friends with everyone.
0: Right. And I think women tend to, in those kind of situations, when you, when somebody is upset, you just want to help them. And so I'm sure those people come out of that call in such a much healthier place than they started. And so it's, if we're, if we can share and be vulnerable, it just, we'll get more help from each other, I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, so for, uh, you know, for some people I get questions about, um, you know, is it worth it to go to this big trade show or should I go to this thing or should I join that group? Um, and you know, you have a lot of experience going to lots of these events and, and being part of different groups. How does someone prioritize and kind of pick what's right for them? Because it can get costly to be part of everything, but it also is a time commitment. You know, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So you can't really do everything.
0: Right. You can't. And like the trade shows, those can be overwhelming. And, you know, there's there's the two biggies every year, global and super zoo, but there's all kinds of regional. And, you know, do you do a retail only one or with, you know, just with your consumers? So you really have to know, what your goals are, and what you want to get out. I would say your big shows like Global and Super Zoo, those you want branding, you want to be found by independents, but also maybe some big, some of the bigger groups. Um, And you just want to let people know you exist out in the world. Um, You're more the smaller retail shows that tend to be like different cities have different ones. How we've handled those is I'll have people who are dog trainers that use our products and then they'll talk about it so they can get their niche of people and um, just educate them and Mm. show them kind of an extra thing that they have. Um, But on the... The being in the different groups because there's so many available, you just have to figure out what's your niche, what do you need to learn? And is that group going to be one that you're going to learn from? So there, I mean, some are focused on retail, some are more just for manufacturers. I'm in one group that's just manufacturers, but there's a lot of men in that group. So, but it's it's strictly email. We just send out email questions, people answer them next but then I'm in some other kind of groups where we actually have agendas we learn things we're focusing on a certain thing if it's email marketing or it's um, how to build your website make your website better that kind of thing I'm also um, I'm a lifelong learner so I kind of dig being in these groups because I just feel like I learn so much and I mean like just the term seo how intense is that and how much is there to learn, but how important it is if you have any kind of an e-commerce site. Yeah. Which
1: everyone has some kind of a website. Um, even if you're selling on Etsy, you need to know SEO, or if you're trying to build a YouTube account, you need to know SEO. Yeah. And it's, vast and it
0: changes all the time. And you don't have, I mean, you're running a business, so you don't have time. So if you can be a part of a group and there's somebody in there that that's their expertise. Yay. I love people. I love watching people's genius show up in these talks and calls.
1: (laughs) Well, and especially in these groups, it's, it's great when someone is such an expert that they can answer the question in five seconds. (laughs) And it would take you weeks to research it and troubleshoot and figure it out on your own. That's what I love. Yes.
0: Or they'll say, just go to this site and it's going to help you do that. Like here, you need keywords, go to this site, check it out. I think you'll like it. You're like, oh my gosh, I would have never thought of that one. I hadn't heard of that one before.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, So, you know, not only do you learn, but you also get great relationships and, and friendships and community you know, out of these events and the gr- different groups and things like that. Um, and I noticed a program that you do at Unique is the Unique Puppy Partnerships. Uh, and reading through the description of that program, it seems like you have a wonderful relationship um, with the puppy, puppy breeder, the the golden doodle breeder that you work with. Um, yes. Tell us about that program.
0: Um, so our concept there is that we will take the money, our percentage and then we will buy a golden doodle puppy for freedom service dogs because sometimes they use most of their dogs come from rescues but sometimes based on an allergy of the actual person or the family they have to have a more allergen free dog and so um when i started talking with them when they knew I was connected to this particular breeder. They're like, oh my gosh, she is like stellar. And, you know, and it, it's, she's a fun breeder because she uses the Avidog method. So there's so much science in how these puppies are raised mm-hmm. and everything. And um, they have to meet so many people in their little puppy lives before they go to their home. And so I usually get to be one of those people they get to meet. <laughs> it's just the perk of the job. <laughs> exactly. So you get out, get that puppy breath boost that I just adore. So yeah, that's that's, fun.
1: That's a wonderful program. And I think it's, um, I always love to learn about everyone's charitable component um, because a lot of companies, which is wonderful. um, They just donate to uh, a rescuer cause, but I think it's so neat to like have something tangible, like this dog, we actually helped get this dog into someone's life. And so that's just really cool. Yeah yeah so it's a fun way to do it so yeah Yeah. we love doing that well so speaking of pets before we run out of time I need to know what's happening at your house Julie
0: (laughs) we always say we don't have that person in that lives with us who who sees an animal and says oh no that would be a bad idea. We don't, that person doesn't exist in our house. So it's like, Oh, another dog. Sure. We can bring in another dog, a cat. Well, if the dogs get along with the cat, let's have the cat. And, um,
1: I'm my like, husband everyone at your house is an enabler.
0: Yeah, absolutely hundred <laughs> percent And we keep saying if we see a French bulldog that somehow needs a home, we are in serious trouble. Um, but the chickens, though that whole thing came about, my husband had to he raised chickens as a kid and he could only get the white ones. And so we have a fabulous color variety of chickens. And um, and it's fun to get the eggs, they're an added benefit. And I have a bunch of friends that like to eat healthy, so um they eat those chicken eggs and the peacocks, um the peacocks we have right now are actually called pied. So they're not so picture your your regular India blue peacock that you used to sing and then now splash a bunch of white on it. And that's a pied peacock. And so they're this kind of weird hybrid and they're gorgeous and they're just really unique. And it's just fun to, you know, our neighbors We think most of them still like us, the neighbor children, all of us, you know, we're part of a walking where people walk and have to bring their kids because they have to come see the peacocks, especially when he's showing off his full tail. And if there's people there, he will show off. So it's Mm. fun.
1: What I, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who has peacocks. So what is the care involved in taking care of the peacocks? They're very
0: easy. They just, you know, you have a high, they take high percentage protein, but, you know, just food and water. And we live at like an 8,400 foot elevation. So it's cold there and they are hardy. They they have their little house that they can go in, but they come out all the time in the cold weather. It's amazing. And um, they're super easy to keep and it's, they lose their tail feathers in about three days. So one day they'll have a tail and you'll start seeing feathers. So we just go in there and gather them up like crazy because people love them. We actually have a florist that uses them for weddings and that all the the neighbor kids love them too. We like to give them away to people.
1: Yeah, that's very
0: fun. You get a handful of feathers and the cat gets to play with some too. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, very fun. Um, well, it sounds like, it sounds very fun. Um, everything, you know, your job and all the groups and then the pets, It just sounds like you have such a full and wonderful life. I do.
0: I just, I love having fun. I love being around great people. So that's why I love the pet industry. I just love the energy we have here. So
1: it is. It's a special place. So um, Julie, tell everyone where can they go to learn how to tackle Tinkle?
0: Well, it's easy. You just go to tackle Tinkle.com. And um, that's our website and it shows what we do. And, um, and yeah. we got some we we will have some new fun things. We're we're kind of coming up with some some new concepts. And so we're gonna be doing some rebranding. So keep keep looking and see what yes. we've got.
1: Keep, keep your eyes peeled and look for that. And um, I have tried all the different products, highly recommended to everyone. Uh, it's just nice to have. It's always good to have a solution on hand <laughs> because you just never know when there's going to be an accident. Um, so thank you so much, Julie, for sharing everything with us today and sharing your time on the podcast.
0: Well, thanks for having me, Tori. It's been a pleasure talking with you. And I'm so glad I've gotten to know you better. This year. Aww,
1: likewise. Yeah. <laughs>